Bad Boy. Walk a whole lot of miles to get here. It's safe to say that I'ma take the cake for this year. I would say try again next year, but next year I'll probably be my best year. It took a whole lot of bloody sweat tears. I don't owe anybody anything, get that clear. A lot of sleepless nights and a whole lot of grinding. Was gonna say it took forever, but this perfect timing. You should've seen me back in high school, they had some shit to say. Thought it was a shit, cause they had shift jobs at Chick fil A. I was thinking RAP, they were thinking GPA. A lot of them went to college and they got a job at the bank. Now when I pull up, brand new road truck, you should see they faint. I know she seen my account, that shit'll make a hater faint. This shit'll make a hater think. He had his gold right in his face, he saw. And we back at it, baby. Back for a new episode. JD over there studying real hard. Got that serious look on his face. Nah, I'm reading something real quick. Uh, yeah, man, go ahead with these. So you said we're back for another episode of the Arkham Brothers podcast. You know, we can't actually, we can't hear you know what I mean? When you cut the music, I can't actually hear it. So, you know, the introduction has to be on your side, my brother. But we back. Uh, we here. Yes, sir. It's, a, it's a dynamic, dynamic duo today. Yes, sir. That's always good. It's always good to have you back in the on, online or with this online or in-house or what's going on. We're getting play-by-play by Bryce. Uh, Bryce performance. He got four tackles and... and uh, and uh, and a formal recovery looks like Bryce is already better than Keon at what at fourteen. Yep. Like, <laughs> he's really like, like, better than him. He's already better than him at fourteen years old. So uh, we, we that's one thing we do know that uh, you know, it, it may skip generations because hey, he already he's already he's already more tired than Keon as, as of today. Mm-hmm. But that's good to get man that Bryce is doing well. I saw a little video of him the other day. He was actually uh he already dunking. Yeah, he, so, he, he, he got so nice eyes, bro. He got nice eyes. Yeah, he's already he's already dunking. I was like, he's dunking one hand, dunking two hand. Got you know what I mean? It's, it's definitely coming to him very naturally, man. So it's good to see. I'm proud to see. I love I love nephew get out here and just do great great things, man. Continue inspired to do great things as as he going through this high school journey now, being that he's in the ninth grade, man. So proud to him for that, man. Give him a round of applause for Bryce, man. Out here. Sure. All right, so let's talk about the big trade that just happened this past weekend. Um, I mean, that's not this past week. Actually, of yesterday, yep. it was a humongous trade in the sense that what San Francisco gave up to go up in the draft to to get the services of a young Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Um, kids only 22, 23 years old, if maybe 24, um, only played eight games so far. And as a starter, probably only two or three games. So hasn't really had the opportunity to really get out there and grow as a football player and grow as a quarterback. Only played one year, one year of service at uh at um uh, uh um I, I, I was thinking of it South North South North Dakota State. Yeah. So he's not had a lot of experience. So the fact that they basically said you know they're going to move on at this point, being that he has you know. Limited amount of experience, minimum amount of time. That's huge, man. They gave up three draft picks, three first round draft picks. I think in a mid pick yep. to get up, have to get them. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's never heard of. Um, most time, a guy gets the opportunity, he bombs out. But this is the first time we've seen a guy really not have the opportunity, has some injuries, and you know now is a part of the Dallas Cowboys. So let's talk about that. Give me your thoughts when you first heard about this trade. 
I'm not surprised because I was telling Keon last week when we was out. I was like, man, you know, Trey just look. He just looks uncomfortable, and he just he's just not really feeling uncomfortable. You know, comfortable in the system. And I was like, man, if I was him, I would trade him. Like I wouldn't. I wasn't surprised. Now I was surprised where he went, but I'm not surprised that they traded him because I, it looked like they were just impatient. But the thing about it is, you knew what type of raw talent you had when you drafted him, right? When you when you give up so much um, to get him, like you knew that it's a good chance he may or may not, you know, get it right away. He's gonna need a lot more time to to get it together. You know what I'm saying? Like so, for them to give up so early, I it was me. Not sure about that. One. Oh, there you go, man. You, you came out, man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, like, you know, it's like they're giving up so early to a kid that they knew had raw talent when they drafted him. They knew he had what limited starts in college at a D2, Division II, you know, level. He struggled a little bit, a little bit of time that he had. So I just think they gave up too early, but I'm not surprised at the trade. And then another thing is, like, black quarterbacks, they don't get, they don't get too many opportunities to get started in this league for whatever reason. They wasn't patient. They traded to Dallas. Now, on the Dallas end, I'm kind of shocked, right? Dak still has two years left on his deal. Dak wants an extension. And it's probably beneficial for Dallas to do an extension anyway just to, you know, spread the money out from a cap standpoint. But if you're Dak, do you look at Dallas as you don't want me as their long-term solution if you go trade for Trey Lance, give up a four-round pick? So I was definitely shocked where he went. But I'm not shocked that they traded him because like he just he didn't look comfortable in the the Shanahan system, um, for whatever reason. And they just you know I would have gave him a little bit more time, but I'm not shocked by the trade. I was shocked, man. I I I, you know the one thing about you normally finding football people are very stubborn. Yeah. So I was very shocked that they were willing to go this route so early, being that you know maybe Brock Purdy works out, maybe he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is the possibility you're looking to give Bob Prater a bigger deal eventually? Uh, I, I'm not totally sure, but I, I did feel like you know maybe this is a little bit too early. Yeah. Um, young young kid, you know, three years in his third year, he's had injury history, uh, history, um, and I just thought like just the stubbornness of Shanahan or 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 uh, the GM yeah. John Lynch, they will they will still try to figure this out. So to, to and maybe at somehow I mean they've had issues with quarterbacks getting injured throughout the season. Max. <laughs> bad luck, boy. We've seen it. We, we've had bad luck where they've had a quarterback that literally got injured in the last game of the season before the actual Super Bowl, and they had another quarterback got hurt. And why not have that third emergency quarterback there? I mean, they're giving. I mean, the NFL is giving like this new option for for teams to have a third quarterback on the roster. I just thought, I just assumed that this was going to be a a situation where he he would have went through the season, maybe got one more year in the belt, see what happens, and then maybe next year. But for them to give up on the trade Trey Lance project so early, um, maybe they didn't want to pay him, knowing that he was a third round pick. I mean, you got two years left though. I mean, and you got the tag, like you got options to keep him yeah. under wraps for a while, right? You're not paying per. Yeah. Sam Donald, like, why would you believe him? Like, he showed you six years what he's about, right? He he showed you. And I don't even think he even fits the Shanahan system, honestly, personally. But he's a mobile quarterback. He can move. I I think it works. Yeah, but I just don't believe in Sam Donald, man. He showed me for six years what he was. 
Well, then my question is this, like, what did they see from him in the beginning? For you to move up to the third pick, you have to see something in his physical abilities that you were like, man, we got to have him. I mean, you, I mean, I've seen a list of picks that they literally went past to get to the third. Yeah. I mean, you missed up. Justin Fields. They could have sat Pat. You could have you could have got Fields if you didn't want to court. You could have got Fields. You could have got Matt Jones. Without I, I heard for a while that he was loving because mm-hmm. he was very accurate, very very quick with the um, with assessing the defenses and the coverages and have an accurate pass. Yeah, Justin Fields, a super athletic quarterback who could have been took in the reins. I don't understand. Like so now it doesn't even make any more sense. Why would we take that position? Yeah. Being that you know you could have had anything else. Then all the weapons you missed out on. Um, Kyle Pitts, oh, um, <laughs> uh, Jamal, J- Jameer Chase, yeah. uh, Waddle. I mean, it was a bunch of receivers and DBs. I think I think he even missed out on um, Parson. Yep. Is that the year Parson came out? Yep. Yeah, so all these guys they missed out on, they could have went and got that could have supplanted that and may have been a feature on their offense or defense, and yet they went to Trey Lance and said, you're our guy. I mean, to be honest with you, I think it. I think the mistake was made when they said he was the guy, and they didn't make him the guy. Yeah, yeah they made it. They had him sit down, and they had and he kept playing Jimmy. Yep. They should have let Jimmy go then. At that point, if you were like, hey, this is this is our guy, you should let Jimmy go. Yeah. It was just one of the situations where you should have been at that point, like, all right, Jimmy, we're gonna let you go. Um, we're gonna let you go, and we're gonna move on. And and yeah, it just it is it's. This situation imploded. Now I'm now I'm interested. Now let's talk about the Dallas side of things. Like what? What do you think this is going to mean for Dallas moving forward? Unless they think they can't resign Dak, like why would you go get like? No, plus, do they believe in Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush played well when Dak was out, right? Mm-hmm. Right, like he played well in the system to be like he was capable. So now you go get Trey Lance. He's your is he your second? He's your third. Right, he's gonna have time to develop. But if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm looking at it like, okay, am I the quarterback of the future? Or are you traded for this guy? Is he the quarterback of the future? He's just 22, 23 years old. Like, what, what, what are you telling me? Right, if I'm Dak, like, like you don't make this trade for a young kid like that just to sit. And how many years you gonna sit him? And if I'm Dak, I'm Dak what? Thirty? If thirty-one, <laughs> somewhere around there. And quarterbacks are playing damn near till they forty-five for a long time, right? So if he's healthy. Do you just give up a four-round pick just because? So if I'm Dak, I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys kind of sideways. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, man. Because, I mean, <laughs> you basically got Dak 2.0. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, I mean, what is the scale of this? Is this a insurance policy of Dallas, if that Dallas leaves or if Dallas, if that, if that gets hurt? Like, what is the scale of bringing a guy who if physically resembles exactly what you have? I like, and he is. I mean, let's just be beyond, just be keep it out there. He is Dak two point yeah. Physically, um, the the talent he has probably has a stronger arm. Yeah, he's a little bit more mobile, I think, than Dak. I okay. So they look to me. They're both. They they don't. They're not shifty, but they guys can get up and down the field. But they're both have. I mean, he has a more stronger arm than Dak. Uh-huh. So like, okay. So what's what's going to be presented there? Right, like it's that. I mean, this is so many parallels to this. Both teams, to me, are are making a a loud, um, a loud statement yeah. that 
they're both one, they're both going two different directions, maybe, possibly. And they're making statements to the quarterbacks and they said it to the, their, their organizations. And and on um, Dallas behalf, it may be the end of that. Like they're looking at somebody like you replace him. And um, fifteen interception season and watch where he be. Yeah, so I, they could be putting Dak on notice. Hey, bro, like this is where we're going to go with this. We're not going to sit around and keep just working and working and working and waiting. We want you to get better. We want you to take us to a championship. Well, at least to another to an NFC championship game. And if that's not the case, and it's a situation where he plays terrible going into the playoffs and play through play terrible in, in a playoff game, they may move forward with this young kid who can provide so much. I'm just amazed, man. I'm just amazed. There's a lot going on on the east side of East organization, and we can see some intermediate impact of this trade very soon, yeah, right? I, I want to see him go to Minnesota. That would have been a good look. Kirk Cousins on the last year, his deal, you know, even if you sign Cousins to another one, two-year deal, you know, Trey could be the one take over. But, yeah, I, I was definitely shocked by Dallas. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think Dallas would be even in play for that. Right, like you just said, Cooper Rush is a good backup. Yeah, he why would you not just stick Cooper Rush? So, does he come in as a third quarterback? Right, he got, I mean, he would have to, right? And he's gonna sit. Are you, year, are you gonna trade Cooper? Shit, I don't know if anybody wants Cooper Rush like that. So, that's gonna be the thing. So, now, like, what's, what's your move on that end? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Cooper Rush gotta be. Are you cutting Cooper Rush? Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, shit. I mean, you gotta have look, you need talent in the NFL. I get it, people get hurt all the time. But three quarterbacks, uh, I don't know, man. With the talent that they have, I know they ain't win now mode, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked by Dallas. But, you know, Jerry Jones, you know, he, he liked to make press clippings. He liked to be the, you know, the talk of the town. So, you know, he, he liked this type of splash uh, move. But do you want to do that in the sense of alienating your quarterback? That's what you don't want to do. Because, like I said, if I'm Dak, bro, I'm having a conversation. Like, that's exactly what he about. That's exactly what he just did. He alienated him, and he alienated him. So he's like, "Hey, you know, we want this, we want that." And you're not realizing you're about to really have a problem with your quarterback because he's going to look at this as an issue. He should. I, I know I would. Like I'm still in the prime, prime of my career. Exactly, brother. I, I'm. I'm just. It's interesting. A lot going on. Like you said, man. It's a lot going on in the old Big D. All right, man. So let's get to the next topic, man. Dolphins, uh, there's a rumor out that the Dolphins won trade for for Taylor, JT, Indianapolis Colts. Should they make this deal, bring him in? Uh, or what other team you feel like out there should be looking for uh, Jonathan Taylor and his services as as a premier running back? Yeah, if I'm the Dolphins, nope, I wouldn't do it. I think you got enough in-house with Morissette, even though he's kind of, he get bangs up a lot. You got Green last year from San Francisco. You got uh, the kid, Miles Gaskin. So you have some. He just drafted a young rookie in like the third or fourth round last year. I think his name is uh, Achim, Devon Achim. So you have depth there, and you're a passing team. Let's be real. Like, you're a passing team. You got two dynamic receivers. You have Gusecki at tight end. Like, you have weapons on from a passing game. Is Jonathan Taylor that that, that piece that's going to put you over the, over the top? I don't think so. I think the division is tough enough, but I think they have enough depth that running back to get over the hump is all about Tua. If Tua stay healthy, I think they're going to have a very solid team. They're going to compete in the uh, AFC East. But I wouldn't <clears throat> trade the pieces and the picks that the coach want to get Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think it's make the move, man. Well, I mean, you should always have a talented running back room. 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You can't man, whatever services you can provide, man, if you can get the if you can get the talent for for a premium price, why not go for it? I mean, it only spends running back room. He only he's a workhorse type running back. Now, how long do you want his services? Because you know he wants a new contract. Yep, that's the thing too. He wants to get paid. So, what is the objective here? Are you, are you willing to pay him? Yeah. You got your quarterback solidified. Thank you very provided extension. Um, I'm not sure if Walter got a new deal yet. But you know, <laughs> his deal's coming up. Uh, you've already took care of your premier receiver. You got the uh, 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 your lucky. You already got your DBs signed, um, and, you, and you redid your your premier rusher um, um, deal last year when you made that made that trade. So you got all the premier players, premier talent in places they should be. Now at running back, why not bring in a guy who's been a top three rusher in the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, it makes perfect sense. It's, I have no issues with him, with them bringing him in. I just the fact they got to know they got to pay him. Yeah, that's true. That's you, you, you have to provide whatever he's looking for. If not, you're just renting him. So are you willing to give up that pin for that rental? Um, I don't know. When I look around the landscape of the league, I don't see anywhere else can he land. Um, maybe... Denver because they have some running back issues. Yeah. They still have that young kid that come off the ACL. Yeah. But with Cook going to the Jets, what else do he has? The Vikings already decided they're going to go with the young guy. Yeah, what else is there? What else is there out there that he can go to from a running back position that's going to be able to one get him the touches he needs, and also in the future, in the nearby future, pay him. I would look at Chicago. Mm. Let Montgomery go. Hey, the bell cow that they had here in Detroit. And now they got the kid, the journeyman, uh, Foreman, that was bouncing around the league. He'd been with Carolina. He was with uh, Houston last year. He was with uh, the Texans. He was with the uh, Tennessee Titans. So he's bounced around. So I think he's probably the main back. So I, I, if, I'm, if I'm Chicago, you get an elite running back, right? You got a dynamic quarterback. Now you can relieve him from all this running he's going to have to do. Chicago, I would make the move. Especially when you got a division that I feel is wide open now. Well, a lot of his running, Justin Fields' running came from just him scrambling. So I don't know the, I don't know the, some things with design running, some things with scrambles. So I think he's going to stay in that lane. But I think Chicago, Chicago wants to put more money in the receiving core and the, and the linemen versus the running backs. Yeah, I mean, we see it across the league how running backs are definitely devalued, but you, you do need a good, solid running game. And I guess Chicago's you banking on we got Foreman, we got the kid from our A&T coming back, Khalil Herbert. You know, he's going to give us some in the passing game. So I guess they, maybe they feel like they have enough, right? But Jonathan Taylor, like he's in a, between a rock and a hard place. I think he's got to, what, Tuesday to make a decision because I think the cut down coming soon, Ross's decision. So it, it, well, they're not going to cut him. Yeah, they're they not going to cut him. Out there just to, so they can trade him. Yeah, so I think he's going to be with the, the coach, bro, honestly. Now, whether he be on the, the pup list, I think because he got, a, he got a deadline like by Tuesday or something with his back, right? So he has to decide if he's on the active roster or not. If not, he's going to sit out for like the first four weeks or something. Yeah, but you still got to have – you still got midseason trade him. So yeah, I think he's going to be traded. Yeah, you got I don't time. know when it's going to happen. I think he's going to be traded, though. I, I don't know when it's going to happen. Maybe he will open the season on the roster with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, I like what they're doing with the uh, with the young kid. Uh, he is definitely looking like he is a I don't want to say a seasoned veteran, but he looks he looks like he has the talent to be a 
good quarterback. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He's definitely looking like um, the Buffalo Bills quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he looks just like him. He, I mean, literally his build, his size, his movement, he's probably faster, probably a little bit stronger too. I got a better arm uh, too. And probably has a better arm. More, more accurate with his passes than he is. But, man, he definitely um, fits the bill to be an NFL quarterback. But a lot of people were fear, fearing that he wasn't going to be that type of quarterback. Maybe, you know what I mean, that there were a lot of questions there. So, I, I don't know. I mean, Taylor Wilson, we're going to have to wait and see. But I don't know where he was going to land, but I definitely feel like the Dolphins should make that move. They've been wanting to look – they've been wanting us for running back help in a while for, for a while anyway. So, we'll see. Yeah, and like you said, we'll, you need a strong running game, bro. Like – I get it that they're not paying the guys like we, you know, they will want, but mm-hmm. it's a valuable position. Like it is, you can't throw the ball fifty times and expect to win any games, especially. In it's a needed. Games. It's a needed position too. One, yeah. it's a needed position. It's one hundred needed position. All right, let's dive into uh, what's going on with your commanders. Oh, man, who are we? The who are we? We are we the commanders? The drunk owner that was on the. <laughs> Yo, he was drunk, bro. I don't know what people saw that. I, I saw they all the opposite. He was fried, man. I'm like, man, like he's fried. When he tried to shake dude with his head, yeah, he just, I was like, why is he shaking his head? <laughs> Joe Buck just played that joint all so smooth. He it is. He was head. like, Yo. I'm like, man, why is he trying to shake his head? No one is talking about how drunk he was, dog. He was drunk as hell on that thing, man. Like, I'm watching the game. Like, why is he trying to shake his head? Like, hey, Joe Buck, like, looked at him like, hey, why are you trying to shake my head? And then so did, uh, so did, uh, Troy. Troy, 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 he tried to shake Troy's head. Troy looked at him like, what is he doing? <laughs> then he put his head out there and shook it, man. First, he was looking at him like, why is he this dude trying to shake my head? Like, come on, man. You are super nervous or you were drunk. Well, I know he ain't nervous. So, he, uh, like, he had the first home game, the new ownership. He was firecracking there. <laughs> Came with that thing with this little goofy look on his face. I'm like, man, come on, brother. You are lit as they come. So, man, but, you know, the rumors are they're trying to trade um, Young. I would keep him. Um, too much of a talent, man. And when he's healthy, you show what he can do, right? And it's another time where we just give up on players too easy. Um, I would let him play the season out, go out in free agency. If he have a big year, you can always tag him. If he don't have a great year, shit, you can just let him walk. Right, like, but I get you may want picks for him, but nobody's not gonna give you what you truly may want for a broken down Chase Young, right? But if he has a monster year, you know, you can tag him for a year, even though you didn't pay Pat Payne and Allen and all them boys. But you can never have enough D line help rushing the passer, bro. Can't never have enough. I think he's gone. Um, they're not gonna pay him next year, they don't want to. Um, he was on a prove it. Prove it up, move on type deal actually anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, you look around the league, pass first our premium. Yeah. Um, you could probably get a, maybe a second round pick for him, maybe a hot third, second round pick. Well, not hot third because we don't know where they're going to pick him and land. But a second, a second or third round pick, maybe even both. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was a first round pick for him, but you can definitely get a second or third round pick for him. And I feel like that's going to be a chance for him to, re, you know, reestablish himself. Since he was a rookie, he hasn't really done much. He hasn't been healthy. Yeah. So at this point, you have uh, Sweat. Yeah, you got Sweat, Allen, Payne. Yeah, Allen. You've already paid Payne and Allen. Yeah. So you got Sweat. How much are you going to invest in that line? 
So yeah. somebody's gonna be the odd man out. It's gonna be either him or sweat. And it might and it might be a good Sweat's been a little bit more productive. Yeah, he might be a good change of scenery for for young too, you know what I'm saying? Getting away from home, restart his career. His career's not over, right? He's only four years in the league going into his fifth year. Like you still have a lot left. You just gotta stay healthy, man. That's availability. And, and that's just been the issue, man. I think it's, he hasn't been healthy. I just feel like at this point, they're knowing that they're going to have to pay sweat. Yeah. Like I said, they've already paid Payne and Allen. I mean, we're talking almost $100, $200 million between the three of three people. Right right now, it's like $150 million between two. And then, too, he has to develop something in his game. Like the first year when he took the league by storm, it was just brute talent, just blowing. Yeah, yeah, he was just, you know, physically – dominating right or left tackles, bro. But now, you know, they're looking at it like people got film on you. Yep. There's no second or third move. Yeah, you know, it reminded me a lot of um, when uh, my man from the Falcons had that breakout year. Oh, Beasley? Huh? DM from uh, Clemson? Yeah. yeah. When he had that breakout year, then the next year he had like 15 sacks, and people were looking at him like, man, this guy's incredible. And then they should have like four <laughs> and five. And people were just like, okay, we're starting to see like he had no second, third move. Yeah, you got to develop that. Yeah, the, the Ben Hill, Bull Rush or Ben, and that's it. And everything else, that was it. And after that, man, like he was nothing else in his moves. He was nothing else developed from a, from a, from a uh, skill set standpoint that didn't get him to that next level. And that's what they were trying to pay for. Same thing was going with this kid. They're seeing it like, okay, you don't have a second or third move. We really now got to focus on trying to establish a core of players on the line that we can work with, with the future with. I just don't see it, man. I I, I'm, I I feel like he's at that point where he's not going to – I think they're going to move on from him. And I wouldn't be surprised if they trade him before the season starts. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's – if I'm here, do he just say, look, man, just – and they're not going to cut him, but – if I'm him, yeah, you definitely want to trade me. Let me get out of here, start my career over. Maybe a fresh new start. But he died. He definitely got to add something to his game. He's too talented. Way too talented for him, man. So he just really needs to just focus on just getting back to doing things he normally do. Uh, he's a, I mean, he's a heck of a football player. But like I said, if he just doesn't. It's just one of those things where he's not. It's gonna be like I said, he's gonna be the odd man now. He just doesn't have. It's not enough film. It's not enough. It's not enough of uh, games being played, and then they're not going. to – I mean, for a top two pick, the worth the amount of money he's going to be spent on him, yeah. it's not worth it. And he's got a lot of good money from the first contract, right? He's a top two pick. He's got top two money, yeah. guaranteed contract. Guaranteed. Next, next one goes. It's going to be a a show a show me type of contract. Like you got to show something that you still have. It. You got to prove it, man. Showing that you still can stay healthy and that you can still go out and dominate. Dominate because like uh, he has the talent to dominate. We saw it, but yeah, going question like that is he gonna stay healthy if to invest this type of money, right? 10, 12, 13 million dollars. Like, he gonna have to show it. And I think if he proved he balled this season, somebody gonna pay him. Oh, it was absolutely, gonna somebody gonna pay him. But I still feel like at this point, I just feel like he's gonna, I just feel like at this point, he's gonna end up getting traded before the season starts. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. Let's get some NBA conversation, man. Um, let's talk a little bit about the hardest situation. We haven't had the opportunity to get our, get our take on it. I don't think we discussed it last time, or we just missed some changes here. So, uh, of course, Harden and Dale Moore has been going back and forth, and Harden wants to be traded, wants to be moved on. Uh, the issue right now is, is that Harden 
feels like Darren Moniz betrayed him, that he didn't stick to the to the uh, Germans agreement that they had as far as trading and moving out and moving out of uh, Philly. Um, once the season, I guess once the new season started. So, you know, he doesn't trust him. He feels like he's not coming back. Your thoughts on that, Ray? Let's start off. What's your thoughts on this? I mean, did Daryl Moore actually lie to him, right? If Morris say, look, I'm going to trade you, Harden has been in the league a very long time to know how things work. Mm-hmm. I'm Philly. Why would I take bad contracts back? Why would I take lesser players back for a – seven, eight-time All-Star, former MVP, just led the league in assists last year. Why would I take anything just just because you want to get to L.A. to the Clippers, right? I just lied to you. I'm still trying to trade you, right? I'm having conversations with teams, but it just hasn't panned out. So how did I lie to you and say I'm going to trade you? And I could say if I didn't have no discussions with any team, then, yes, I lied to you because now I, I talked to you into picking up the player option. Right, if James Harden truly wanted to leave, he could have left. He was a free agent. He could have not picked up the thirty-six million dollars, and that's the reason why he did it. I get it. I wouldn't turn down thirty-six million dollars either, because he knows he's not going to get that in the open market, even on a probably a three, four, five-year deal. He's not getting thirty-six million dollars a year. He's not even getting probably maybe twenty million a year. Right? He knew. Yes, you pick it up, but I don't think Darryl Moore lied to him. I just think the Philly. Delphia 76 is just waiting for a better offer. And if you only tell me you only want to go to the Clippers, other than unless they're throwing in Maxi, right? Or, or not Maxi, uh, the kid, uh, what's the boy name, man? Damn. He looked like Maxi. Jesus Christ. Uh, what's the what's the other guard for the Clippers, man? Um, Jesus. You know, Bones? Not Bones is another one. He's talented. They got the other kid that play in the backcourt as well. He remind me just like uh, Terrence Maxey, bro. He remind me just like him, for real. Uh, oh, I'm not sure, but you go ahead and move on, man. Yeah, like, like you throw, unless you're throwing in PG or, or Kawhi. Like, I can't just – I don't want Norman Powell. I don't want these mm-hmm. other bad contracts that's two, three years. This is a bad deal. Like, I'm going to actively shop you, but you can't tell me that you just want to go to L.A., bro. Like, if you want out here, let me find the best deal that's going to be mutual for both of us. Because you're going to hit the free mm-hmm. market anyway the next season. What's the difference? Play the season out and walk if you want to. But he know he's not getting the type of money because we see Jordan Harden. He show up when he want. He never look like he's really in shape, right? He can't blow by nobody anymore. His jumper seems like it's broken. So I don't think Jared Moore lied to him, bro. I just think they're just not getting the offers that they won't want for a caliber of Harden. And he's still serviceable. So he still give you 20 and 10. He's still serviceable in this league, top 20. But... I don't know, man. But so is he going to show up to training camp? Yeah, that's going to be the question, right? I don't, for me, I don't understand it. First of all, we need to figure out NFL is doing, NBA is doing an investigation. But I just need to understand what was the discussion. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's the number one issue you're going to have. Like, what is the discussion that was had between these two individuals that led to James Harden all of a sudden having this particular level of issue? Like, that's the number one thing we're all trying to figure out, right? Like, he said one thing, Delmar hasn't said nothing. So, like, what was the issue? That's the first problem. Like, we need to have that. We need to figure that out first. Like, was there, what was the, what was discussed? Was that, was it a handshake deal or was it not? Um, 
here's the thing: like you got to look out for the best, the betterment of your organization. So there's no way you could just trade just to be trading. There's gonna be a problem. I mean, the NBA will overlook that, review it, we have the better understanding. They will ask that question: like, what happened? So there's no way in the world that you're going to be in a situation where that can be allowed. So, you know, I think that's the part that he has to understand. Like, there's no way that can happen. But for the most part, you got to realize that, I mean, what we're seeing from a, a player like James Harden on the latter part of his, his career is that his choices are dwindling. They're not, they're not the same. They're not the same as it was 10 years ago, five years ago, eight years ago, two years ago, three years ago. Right. And he's going to his location and things are not working. Yeah. So they're becoming, he's coming problematic. Yeah. Three teams, three and years. Come on. Like three teams in three years, man. He's coming very problematic and he's becoming very expensive. Yeah. And not in, not in the financial aspect of like your salary, he's becoming expensive in the sense of the capital that you always have to give up for him because his salary is so high. His salary amount is so high. Being that he took that 35 million, that's a high salary. That may not be that may not be the salary that you know the minimum NBA veteran uh, 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 makes. That's a high salary. So guys are looking at it like, well, we need more compensation for that type of salary, and we're going to need young premium talent. I just feel like he's not realizing that aspect of it, and that's where a lot of these things are falling short. And he's going to if he feels like something's going to happen very soon, it's going to be very tough, man. He may end up having to figure out how to sit. Maybe I ain't going to say sit out the year, but he's going to be in a situation where it's not going to move anytime soon. Unless he pulled like a Ben Simmons, just show up and just being annoying to where they just say, "Look, bro, go home." Well, I think he's not going to show up, right? I, I don't think I don't think he's going to do what he did in Houston when he did show up. And there is, you know, still a a they, you know, the physical, and the health, the problem. I think he's going to be a situation where the weight was a problem. I think it's going to be a situation where he's not going to show up, but it's just going to be like, all right, well, just don't show up. We're just going to keep moving forward. And I feel like that's what's going to happen, there, man. Get fined every day. So the kid is Terrence Mann. That's the young kid that played. Oh, Terrence Mann. Yeah, like, I don't think they want to give up Terrence Mann. That's though. what I'm saying. Like, if I'm Philly, I, I would want like him. I don't want no Marcus Morris Senior. I don't want no Norman Powell. Like Batum. Like, come on, dog. Like, why would I want that? <laughs> like scraps. Like three cents yeah. on a dollar, dog. Like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah. But they're not gonna. I mean, at the end of the day, you're not gonna be able to get that guy. Yeah, like, and listen, you'll never get equal value for any. And I still consider James uh, a hard enough star in this league. You're not mm-hmm. gonna get equal value. Like this, just you just know, nah, right? Not gonna be there, bro. But I'm not yeah. gonna like take bad contracts back where we strap for salary cap for the next two three years and can't really sign exactly. sign Terrence Maxey, which you got to do next season, right? Exactly. And eventually, MB gonna want a new deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so, I don't know, man. Harden is in the rock between the rock and the Harden place. <laughs> That's what he is right now. And he's gonna have to like. He's gonna have to realize that, like I said before, that contract is gonna be tough to swallow, man. Yep. That's not a contract a lot of people want to swallow. Not for the. It just is what it is. Like, but I need you to step up in big games. Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. What better chance you gonna win outside of Philly? No. Maybe you feel like I mean, you know, like, and then here's another thing: like, you if you go to Clippers, right? It's only one basketball. Yeah. You what happened to the issue you had with Russ in Houston? Yeah. Kyrie and KD, yeah, like 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 you had into a rush in Houston, and all of a sudden now did something change? Why not just stick with that team? Yeah, like, I don't need four point James Harden. Scared to shoot the ball. 
Like, I, I don't know, man. I'd rather you go one for 20. At least you're trying. <laughs> Looking at the basket, you know? I don't know, man. Let's move on, bro. It's going to be my CTV, though, training camp, though. It's, yeah, training camp going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm going to see what Joel LMB, <laughs> you know, he he quick with the lip. Like, he gonna yeah, say I don't think he, yeah, he's not happy with what's going on. Yeah, I don't think he's happy with what's going on either, but give me your thoughts a little quick, though. What do you think about the uh, U.S. team right now? They're looking pretty good, man. The young talent, they have cohesiveness. Um, and then Edwards is like, he ready to be a superstar. And this is the time where you put the world on notice, all the global eyes on you. This is how you mm-hmm. become a star. This is how you become a big-time star where everybody see you. A lot of the, the, the upper NBA stars are playing. You got Big Cat playing. You got Luca playing. You know, Spain is always tough. Greece is going to be tough. Right, so this is where you make your name. But they're playing well. Halliburton is dishing that thing, playing well. Uh, Reeves is playing well. Jaren right. is holding down the middle. They, they, they this is a, this is gonna be a, t- a good, a good test for the U.S. in the World Cup, though, because like you said, generally in the World Cup you don't get a lot of the NBA stars that play for the other teams. But other teams do, but not our big time stars. But it's gonna be a good test for them. But they're looking good right now. Wow, they got they got some real competition. I watched against New Zealand today. That game was a lot closer than people expected. I mean, I think the uh, point spread was thirty five, and they only won by like maybe twenty. Yeah. And they were down at one point. They were down like majority of the the first half until like mid second quarter, and then they came out, and all of a sudden, then they became. Then at that point, they started pulling away. They went about eleven at halftime. Then they came out and and started really you know pulling away from the team. But they were it was times where I was like. Ugh. You know what I mean? A lot of turnovers, a lot of like you know iffy basketball. Yeah. Seemed like they didn't trust each other very much, yeah. um, and you know guys over dribbling, um, um, and 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 then eventually they started figuring it out. Like okay, we're just better than them. Um, but they're gonna have some games that's gonna be really close. I think the Spain game they played with was really close. Yeah. I think the uh, game against Luka and Yugoslavia. I think is who he plays for. Yeah, I think that's gonna be tough, man. I think that's going to be is it Slavia or Yugoslavia? Yugoslavia. I think it's going to be very, very um, – it's going to be a game that's going to be very tough. They're going to, and the way Luka controls the game, yeah, I can see them having a tough tough game with it. I mean, Canada yeah. is better than what people think. I mean, with you know with their young talent and uh, SGA in them, they're playing well. Yeah. Uh, I don't lie to you. I didn't know what's wrong. <laughs> Why is Cat playing for the Dominican Republic? He got dual citizenship. I think his dad or mom is DR from the DR. I had no idea. I saw that. I was like, man. And they have like, what about uh Jordan Gordon, Clarkson. Eric Gordon? Yeah, Eric Gordon playing with Bahamas. I think Jordan Clawson played. No, they don't. They, they, I think Cat's playing for the Bahamas. Is he not? No, I think no. I think Eric Gordon's playing for the Bahamas, but somebody's playing for the Dominican Republic. Yeah, I think that's Big Cat for DR, right? I think. Let's see. Let me let's see. Let me see. Uh, and Jordan Clarkson, he playing for somebody too. Like all these cats got these dudes, citizenships or whatever. But if I'm Steve Kerr, bro, you have enough depth and talent. You got to make your defense the number one turns into offense. Like I'm picking people up half full court. I'm pressing. Like I'm 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 making people yeah, he's work. for DR. Yeah, I'm making teams work because I know I got twelve NBA quality players. That's great. Any one of them can start. So I'm putting pressure defensively on teams to wear them out because I know we got more depth than a lot of these teams in World Cup. Yeah, you're right. John, his mom is uh, Dominique Cruz, um, and she she's a D, she was a DR citizen. 
and or come from DR descent. So that's how he's able to get that dual citizenship. Dominic Washington, and that's what's gonna make it tough. Because some of these teams that you know used to roll over. Yeah, you got one they're gonna, be, they're gonna be they're gonna be tough, man. Yep. Like you know what I mean, Eric Ford playing for the for the Bohemian team. That they're gonna be tough teams to play against. Ain't gonna be easy like a cakewalk. Like it used yeah, to be. it's gonna be. It is gonna be real tough, man. It's gonna be interesting how that all works out. All right, so let's get let's get the thoughts on what's going on with the debate between Steph and Magic as the greatest point guard of all time. Start us off, man. Like, what when you heard about this? What were you thinking as far as this comparison and the fact is Steph greater? Is the greater point guard between him and Magic Johnson? Since we are putting just that, those are the two greatest point guards of all time. Absolutely not. Now, now, look. Steph has the accolades to say that, right? So it's not like, boy, you tripping, right? But mm-hmm. if you look at what Magic did, Magic was the changed the NBA. Yes, Steph Curry has changed how we look at the NBA now with the three-point game. But when the game was struggling TV-wise, Magic Bird was the guys, right? And mm-hmm. took it to the next level. But triple-doubles. And we never looked at Magic as a big scorer, but he controlled the game. He won, what? four championships within his first, like, eight years with the Lakers or something like that. Like, he dominated from the get-go. Like, his rookie year, he dominated, right, his whole entire career. Steph had ankle injuries his early years. He got hurt. We didn't look at him as a Steph as we look at him now. So, I got Steph definitely maybe top three point guards of all time. But it wasn't – I wasn't like, boy, Steph, you tripping. Like, he has a legitimate conversation because of the four titles, all-time three-score, three-point shots. Like he has a legitimate conversation. He's in there. But to say he's better than Magic, uh, nobody would never give Steph that kind of credit over Magic unless he wins another couple championships. You know, as I say and think about it, you know, at first I was definitely like, well, number one, my, my, my interest in this, we, all, we do got to conclude that Magic did play with Kareem. Mm-hmm. Kareem, Kareem, Kareem was MVP of the league, Magic rookie season. So even though Magic came in dominant, he had a lot of he had a lot of veteran power plays. Whether it was uh, whether it was Norm or Norm Nixon or some of the other veteran guys that came in, he came in really honestly with with a different level understanding of how drafting was was maintained back then. How. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, bringing in like normally you would have a really for him and his talent you wouldn't have somebody come in with an average team I think at the time of the year before they were just an average team they weren't awful you would really have somebody really poor so maybe his career would be different but I think the same thing goes with Steph because Steph came in um, Steph came in I think he was the 10th pick if I'm not mistaken 10 for 11 pick uh, or seven pick. I think he's either giving the ten that range. He was able to get to a team that he was able to grow into his role. He wasn't the main player, uh, so mm-hmm. kind of similar to a certain way. Because I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, when Steph came to Golden State, that was my my man from Memphis. Uh, I mean, from um, my man from uh, Jackson, Mississippi team. Yeah, Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis was it was the guy yeah. then. And so it, was, it allowed him. And then David Lee became in there. He was one of the more premier premier players. Um, so he was able to grow into his role. And we see what we see as of today. Yeah. Um, but 
when we talk about the greatest point guard, bro, you got to realize that Magic had 19 and 11. And that's his career average receipt as far as a point uh, assist and his career average in scoring. Yep. 19 and 11. Magic was never a jump shooter. Nope. <laughs> so the fact that he averaged 19 and 11 per game, that's a double-double. Yeah. I mean, we are on about triple-doubles came from Austin. We know about them. But that double-double, 19-11 a game, 6-9 can handle the ball, handle on the break, in a different level of basketball that was way more physical. Yeah, facts. facts. <laughs> so it's, 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 that's the scale that we have to see things. And I'm, I asked somebody the other day, like, why did he jump over Isaiah? Yeah, like Isaiah, two-time champion, great defensively. Like- great Average, I think he has almost 14 assists a game one time. I think he has like 20, 25, and 14 shit, in a season. Jay Kidd. Kidd. It's a lot of point guards that people are like just skip past and say, ah, you know, it's about Steph. I think at times we, we really get beyond, we get caught up in the situation. Steph, now I, have to do, I do feel this. Steph has the right to say what he wants to say. If he feels like it, why not? And why not? It's, right now, it's, it's in the era of Steph Curry. Yeah. Why not say that type of thing and be out there and 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 be honest about it? Because if you feel that way, you feel that way. But there, as as people like ourselves, people who have you know these platforms and podcasts and everything out there, we got to survey the land a little bit more and look around and figure out like, okay, from top to bottom. Let's not act like there weren't other great point guards that was out there who also can fit this bill. Yeah. Right, and, and you know, eventually you're gonna have to look at Russ's career. He didn't win the championship, but he put up, he put up the numbers. We talking about numbers? Yeah, he got numbers. Man. His numbers is not to align with anybody else. Yeah, like to average a triple double more than once. I, I just don't see people putting the energy to want to do that. Think about how I mean, LeBron's been a great point guard at times yeah. when he has to be the point guard for his team. James James on. Um, we just talking about uh, um, Harden, yep. James Harden. James Harden, I think he averaged like 30 14 in the season. Yeah. Like those type of things you just can't miss out on and just say, hey, man, let's get right to Steph. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he got Steph. the accolades and numbers, and I, and I don't knock him for saying it. And it's not yeah. like super crazy. Like, bro, you tripping? I mean, he, he got the numbers, but to say he can imagine. Exactly. I, I he, can, he can say it, but. You also got to put this stuff in, in a frame, and in in got, we got to put this in context Absolutely. and realize it. So I respect what he said, and I, I don't dis, I can't, I can honestly disagree with him. But if he really, if he feels that way, I'm not saying he shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, and, and I also feel what, what Michael Jordan said. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's um, rebuttal when he provided what he provided that to, he didn't say that he didn't provide to uh, Stephen A. Smith. So if he provided to Stephen A. Smith, I can understand where he came from with his thoughts. You know, it's all of it. You know, Jordan, he all about titles. Like, like he'll even say Kobe is over LeBron, regardless because of the, the titles. It's, it's strictly mm-hmm. championships with Jordan. That's it. It's strictly championships. At the end of the day, you both can have similar stats, but it's about titles with, with Michael Jordan. I agree. So, you know, it is what it is. But, man, it was a great discussion, though. Yeah, it's good. I, it makes good TV. <laughs> it does make good TV. It makes good conversation all day long, man. Let's get what's going on right now. The World Championships going on. This is my thing, right? I love track and field. Yeah, I'm a track and field guy. I love the sport. I love watching. I love the people competing. Um, 
we have been able to see some of the greatest talent in this sport perform against each other, whether it's from Jamaica, all across the world, United States, and beyond. So I'm just happy just to enjoy it and just and be able to talk about it. But one thing I want to point out before we even get to Shakar and talk about her accolades, what she's done, and what I thought from that. Let's talk about Noah Lyles. We've had I've had the opportunity to see this young brother, young man. Um, who's originally from this area, run at T.C. Williams. I see him perform and run there and really kill it and be the number one uh, sprinter in America for almost like a couple of years, him and his brother, like one and two. So to see him start to live up to now that, um, to live up to that those accolades are, are, not just the accolades, but to live up to the, you know, to the uh, potential that a lot of people think he had. You know, we saw how he performed. I'm not sure you're aware, but we saw how he performed in the 2021 Olympics. He placed fifth in 200. He definitely underperformed, and I think he talked about this in in, in in the interview that he had to go get therapy, go through a lot of different situations to get his confidence back. Yeah. Um, and then get back out there and perform again, and then I think he, he, was, he won the uh, Nationals um, and in Eugene, they came back and won the world champion. He's won the world championship three years in a row. He did place in the uh, 100. Now he won the 100 and, and, and in the world championship. So he's the first trainer since you're saying both to win the one and the two. Mm-hmm. Give me your thoughts on that, man. As I give you all this accolades, give me your thoughts on how do you feel about seeing what this young man accomplished so far in track and field, being age 26. And it's amazing. It just shows his mental fortitude. Like I said, you know, didn't do as well as he wanted to do in the, the Olympics in 2021 because of COVID in 20. Um, to come back and just show the mental fortitude to be able to dominate like people wanted him to be long time ago. Like he's now living up to the, the standard of winning the 100 and the 200. And like I said, to be the first since Usain Bolt, it's an amazing accomplishment, man. It should give him all of the confidence going into the 24 Olympics um, wow. definitely should be the favorite and you know it's, it's a testament man so you know definitely shout out to Noah Lyle so when you know you're great and you have to be mentally tough and sharp every single race it's not easy right when the expectation is to win and you know you have to win every single race and you can never have a bad day like it's, you have to be mentally strong and mentally tough and to win both, man, like, you know, shout out to him, man. He's representing the DMV, um, and, you know, he, he's doing an amazing job, man. So going into the Olympics next year, you know, he's definitely going to be able to rip it up again. Yeah, I agree, brother. Um, when you have a level of expectation that he's had to live with probably for the last six, seven years of his career, uh, coming out of high school, he didn't go to college. Um, so the first thing he did is, you know, focus on track and field. And you go through that. And you've been the number one sprinter for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I think even right now, when they show the rankings, he's the number one sprinter. Let's see, it's pressing the 200. It's one of those things where that's so, it's so much. And I think Shakari went through the same situation. There's so much tribulation on you as an athlete to get it done, to always be the best. And man, listen, track and field is a hard sport, brother. One, one move, one one move, one way, one fail, one fail step, one um yeah. You have to depend on your your um. It's the one that it was one that you have to depend on your on your internal fortitude and your training. 
There's nothing else left outside of outside of steroids. <laughs> so two things you can depend on: your mental fortitude and your training. Because that's what you're going to have to rely on. And you may not have your best race. You may not. You may not be great every race. And, I, and that's it. it and that's what you see. Because a lot of times, guys don't have their best race. And then the situation just, you know, can turn left. And they have to figure it out from there. And so for somebody to have to go in, rebuild his confidence, and then come back out there and perform at a high level, man, um, kudos to that brother for really showing that he has – he has lived to his potential, and I, we only see. I think we're only going to see big things from him. He's in his prime. I think it's his prime years. He's going, but he better get together because keep going. Oh, keep going. I get together, but keep going because there's a young man. Um, uh, I think his name is 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 Kerrigan. Um, Arrigan, no, Arrigan Knighton. That's his last name, and he's 19, and he won silver. Young bull. He won silver in the 200. He's 19, based out of Florida. And he he runs silver in the in the, in, in the two hundred, and at nineteen years old, everybody know on the circuit he's coming, yeah. and so there's a seven year difference between him and and and, um, and Noah, and Noah got to know, and this kid is nineteen, I mean he's about he's about six one six two, I mean I mean so long I mean nineteen years old competing at the world championship he medal at the Olympics at seventeen, but it's gonna be tough. It's gonna it's gonna be tough. So it's a lot of lot of talent in this sport, um, and I love seeing him, man. I love watching what he did. And so, like you said, man, he put on for the DMV. Uh, so shout out to him, man, for just doing what he had to do. Let's get into Shakara, though, man. What was your thoughts on her performance? Man, did you... it's amazing bounce back. Like we 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 got on her just like everybody else got on her last year. For, uh-huh. You know, not being in shape, look like she's not taking it serious. I know she had a lot of stuff going on with her grandmother, um, but you know. You still got to perform, right? Nobody cares about what you got going on off the field. They care about what you're doing on the track, right? Mm-hmm. Premier athlete. It's amazing to see how she can flip the switch, right? Because the, the the prelim, the, the race before, she didn't have as great of a race. And then when she got to that final bend in what, the eight lane? It's eight lanes. I think it's eight, right? She's in the ninth lane. Ninth lane. Not the greatest lane. It's probably not the best lane for any track person would tell you you won't you don't want to be in the first or the ninth you want to kind of be that three four five kind of in the middle so you can see your competition and to dominate like she did and she didn't get off to the greatest start right she had the mm-hmm. girl down and went at the tape so you know shout out to you know shakar richardson man just stay in focus man and i know it's hard when you've been great all your life coming out of you know texas a big stable track you gotta just continue to stay focused. Take the main thing, the main thing, and not worry about what people are saying. Ignore the chatter on the outside. Do what you do. It control what you can control. And it seems like she's on that path right now. Continue this path, and it's only gonna be up from here going into the Olympics next year. Just continue to doing what you're doing, man. I'm a little different. I'm a little iffy on her performance. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. So, expectation wise, I'm happy that she won the hundred. I think she. She showed everybody that she's not putting the work in. Yep. So the mental aspect, the her mental game is better now. Right? The physical talent was always there. I knew she wouldn't get smoked when she falls. She, you know, she went to get some Jamaicans when I looked at her body. I could tell she wasn't been training. So I was like, yo, she gonna get smoked. I mean, I think I even said it in front of y'all. I was like, nah, she she gonna smoke. She don't know why she's trained at all. Um, and so when she got smoked, it kind of was like, yeah, that makes sense. 
But it's good to see that she's put in the work to get herself back to what we know from there. But because she, she, I've said this before, I'm say it again. She is the greatest prospect Americans have of uh, Vanessa producing and track and field, especially for women, in the last 20 years. Even I mean, more you think about Alice the, Felix? Tomorrow, I mean, Allison Felix? But that's Even different, more? though. This is a different sport. Okay. But, I mean, Allison Felix ran the four. Oh, I think she ran the four. Four, I think, yeah. I think she did run the four. I think if she ran the one, I don't know if she ran the four by one, but I don't recall Alice Felix. Oh, yeah, I don't think she was one. in the 100 range. I think yeah, I think she ran the four. four. I think her and Ross, uh, uh, I think they all ran the four. Four by one. I mean, four by four. Um, but she is the greatest prospect in the one and two that America's produced in the last 20 years. I mean, before that, maybe the hype was Marion Jones, and she was on Baco steroids. <laughs> so, uh, and before that, maybe Gail Devers. Yeah, Flojo, like in that area. Yeah, Devers. Oh, the, that's 80s, and Gail Devers in 90s. Yeah. So, that has not, been, has not been an athlete outside of this young lady that has been on the scene that we're looking at and we know she can compete with the Jamaican women every race. Yeah, thanks. So I wasn't, I knew she was going to be good. Like I, I, like I watched, I was like, this girl's going to be good. It's just a matter of time. It, the longest, but I always felt like she allowed the theater of, of the sport to affect the way she thinks about the sport. Right. I mean, she allowed, you know, I mean, I hate to say this. <laughs> I don't hate to say it. I love saying it, actually. I think that the drama, the the, the 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 culture of how we are as black people, um, I'm going to talk to the black ladies a little bit, in a sense of how they dramatize things. She was trying to dramatize being it, and she was trying to build this reputation and name for herself instead of focusing on the craft. Yeah. I think the craft of the sport, is where she was missing. She wasn't focused on what got her there and what people know her for. They know her for being this explosive, talented sprinter. They don't know you for all jumping out of the chair and, you know, doing all the little weeds. So that is the dramatics of the sport. And that only works when you're winning. So the problem was she wasn't winning. Mm -hmm. And that's been the issue. That's been the issue uh, the entire time. So for for that being said, now that she's now getting to the point of of, of realizing that she has the talent, she has to be, she has to work. She knows how to get into it. She just needs to keep working on honing the craft. But why I say on fifty fifty was she did well in the hundred. She still needed a time result to get to the to the top to the top uh, to the final, which means was she placed third in the semifinals in the one hundred. I mean, she didn't dominate, yeah. right? She she needed time. Yeah, barely got in. And then even in the uh, even in the final, you know, she start was not the greatest. She has great top speed. She has absolute world class top speed, and but she needed that to get to the hundred. When she got into two, she she was a, she won the bronze. But a lot of that became she had to like she still relied on her top speed so much that she didn't run the greatest two hundred, and that's why she got the bronze. She didn't want a great 200 race. Um, the, you know, and, and at the end of the day, Jamaicans, um, with Fessy Jackson, she ran a strong 100 and a strong two. Yeah. He just lost the one, right? Because she, she lost the tail end because of the fact that she kind of has a great 
popping speed. He she caught her. She caught it right at the final at the final um um at the final rope. Take, but in the two, she let her have it. Like I mean, so it's just like one of those things where I'm kind of like I need more consistency from her. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I need that. I need that more. If she had been in the two, she would have been, been close. I know it's running a double sometimes very tough and strenuous it's on your back. It's very hard, but if she would have ran a, if she would have ran it with more consistency, I would have been like, man, okay, we, she's getting there. I'm, I see she's finally getting to where she needs to go, and I just don't see the consistency just yet. Once she gets there, I'll be happy. I, I feel like I'm not gonna harp on her, but I feel like once she gets to that, get more consistent, we'll finally start seeing what she's really made of. Yeah, like she's only 23. She's a, everything. I think she's only 22, 23. It's a huge gave out age gap between her and the other sprinters, especially Jamaican sprinters, Jackson and uh, Shirley Ann Frazier. Um, um, there's a huge age gap between those two. I mean, all those three. So I think she has a chance to really, she's not even in our prime yet. But man, I, I, I just like to see her when she gets to the Olympics next year to truly focus on her craft and dominate. Yeah, she got she to put it together now going into it. That way she just hitting hitting the ground running. There's no yeah. struggle. Now I'm trying to ramp back up. She got to be consistent, like you said, from day one to the like all the time. What was your thoughts on the fact that she didn't interview with any other media but the black media? I mean, I love it. Like she 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 she's doing it her way, and I have no problem mm-hmm. with it. You know, do what you want to do. Like if you don't want to talk to somebody, it's okay, right? If you want to talk to the black media, give it give it to us. Like, I have no problem with how she reacted to the media because the media was giving her the shits last year, was dogging her. So, you know, you, you control the narrative, man. You do what you want to do. I ain't got no problem with it. But it was deserved last year. Like, she was she was on some shit last year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I don't, I mean, I understand why she chose that, and I'm fine with it. That's her choice. That's her choice. Yeah. I always, I'm not a big fan of people trying to the, the whether it's the naysayers or the the those um, people that are are ch- the cheerleaders, right? Like it's her choice. That's her choice. That's fine. There was athletes who went through a lot of struggling beyond her as well. Um, and like I said before, when you're a world class sprinter who is professional, it's your professional duty to really be out there and be a part of that surface of that conversation with other media. And I would have liked to show, like, like for instance, I would like to see her have those interviews with them as well. And then the they just had that conversation. Unless she just say, like, "Hey, I'm gonna wait until, you know, it, it, I'm gonna wait until she gets on the podium and then have that conversation with them." That's fine too. Yeah. But you know, uh, she's been a little selective, she's, right? She's feeling us uh, right now, bro. Feeling herself a little bit, and and. Uh, you know, people are trying to chill in that, like, oh, yeah, she should be like that. And I was kind of like, well, no, nah, she really shouldn't. She kind of should just be focused on the fact that she just ran this hell of a race. She's a gold medalist. She's a world champion. Um, and I, I felt like, yeah, the media gave her a hard time. But I think she put some of herself in that situation before. But not, but just not recognizing the fact that she wasn't doing what she's supposed to be doing. Yep, absolutely. She was doing things outside of that, and it wasn't. It, it really inflicted on her game. And as she went back to that craft, hey, listen, now everybody sees that you are what we all thought you could be. Yeah. Um, so reaching that potential is important. And you know, I don't. I think the 
the thing is, like it was a, it was a, um, and I have to talk about this. It was a woman media, a people that was one of, I think one of the ladies who was talking to her was pouring out of uh, positive um, um, affirmations towards her, like as far as like, hey, like, oh, you're, you know, I'm happy that you're doing this, you get there. But I didn't like the fact that she, did she do the same for for the element. Probably not. Black, black <laughs> uh, exactly. The other black. Um, it would it would have went viral. You know that. Yeah, she would have did it for that. everybody else that won, and she would have told every. She would have said the same, or oh, not the same thing, but she would have gave every black sprinter in this media, this media member, every black sprinter who won the medal or won gold the same like, you know, um, reaction and 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 and, and um. Uh, opinion on how she felt about them doing well and all that, I would respect that a little bit more. I felt like they kind of do that with her. Like, you know what I mean? They kind of like give her, like give her a lot of, I mean, she needs, I mean, she. I respect that she deserves it at times, but I feel like at the same time when she's doing some BS, they don't shut that down, right? Like, I mean, like so it's like, oh yeah, one is, yeah, you should feel this way, but the other is, but when she's BS and you're not like, hey, listen, nah, that was some BS. Like, so, Come on now, you know. Play, let's play it both on both hands. And if you're not gonna be like that with every black athlete, don't be like that just with her. She wasn't like I told you when I just told you about Noah Lyles, the situation when he had to go get you know mental uh, a therapist to help him. It's other athletes suffered a different situation. Yeah, you can't. athletes are going through it though. They may not say it. They yeah, they may not know say it. it. Yeah, exactly. Going through it, though. A lot of people going through it. Just don't know. And she got attacked, but it was a lot of other members got attacked too. So give the same, give the same love for all of them. All right, man, let's dive into the next type of rhythm. We got some, let's get some college football. College week zero this week. Today's week zero. Yep. Uh, and we're going to talk about one game coming out there. Jackson State against South Carolina State University tonight. Who you got? Who you think going to win? Like, and this is the era of, of the after, after, uh, after Dion, AD, after <laughs> Dion, Dion, after with Jackson Dion. State. I think I think uh, it'll be a good game. Um, I think it'll be a great showcase for black college football. Um, you know, Buddy Pew. I mean, your boy Pew says his last season uh, coaching at South Carolina State. Um, yeah, he's done. So I think um, they stay breaking in new quarterback, new players. You see how Taylor, you know, coaches the team, first time coaching. You know, being a head coach for J State. Um, but I got. South Carolina State probably won in a close game, man. Just from the experience standpoint, the quarterback came from last year. He's back. Um, so I, I give them the nod. South Carolina State in a close one by, by seven. Jackson State finally breaks the curse, wins tonight. They win in the night. Finally beats a team from the MEAC. They are 0-2. They have been 0-2. They had a, first of all, the last game, Black College Football Championship they played against it was absolutely amazing to watch. Um, it was a great game between two teams that looked like they were the class of the black college football. Um, NC North Carolina, I think it was North Carolina, North Carolina Central, actually, the Aggies, not the Aggies, but the uh, Eagles, uh, playing against them. And it was good. It was a very great game. Um, and they lost to the MIAC again. That's been the issue. They can't beat the MIAC. They can beat the SWAC, but they can't beat the MIAC. So uh, I'm excited to see. What happens? A good start to college football. Man, it's going to be on ABC, by the way. Uh, Time TV, so that's good to see. So, good luck to both teams, but I think Jackson State finally does it today. All right, All right so early day, early Labor Day matchups that we just discussed. 
Uh, LSU, FSU, who you got and, and why? I think it's going to be a good one, actually, man. They're playing, what, Sunday night next week? You know, we off next week. We're not recording the holiday weekend. Um, both got great quarterbacks, mobile. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Florida State being back. Are they really back? Uh, we're going to find out. They beat LSU last year, but in a close game. Um, whew, I think LSU is going to win this game. Um, I think JT, uh, Daniel is going to have a bigger game. He's experienced now. Um, so I got LSU beating Florida State by four. Mm, it's going to be a good one, though. It's going to be a good one. Uh, I think if this game's in Florida, Different level of heat, different level of understanding. Um, and this is the, the opening of the, of the Seminoles' opportunity to take the ACC this year. So I got the Seminoles winning a close game over LSU. Uh, I think they're going to be an issue with the uh, – I think the middle – the D tackle for LSU will be suspended for this game. Um, that's going to be a big issue. Florida State, this is the third year of their starting quarterback playing in that system. Um, I think I just – I like them – and I'm still iffy on what does LSU receiving core looks like. Yeah, Butte left. I don't really know who they had last year that stuck out to me outside of Butte and the um, and the and the tight end. Yeah. The, the one, the young kid, the tight end. What's the last guy? The man from the office. Uh, I can't remember. Taylor nephew. Jason Taylor nephew. No, I think that's Jason Taylor's son. Yeah. Jason Taylor's son. Um, outside of that. Uh, I don't see anything else. With that being said, I like I like uh, Florida State in a very close game, um, but they beat the uh, the Bayou Tigers. All right, moving on. Let's do it. Moving on, man. Florida, Utah. This is a home and home series that's been going on for the last as well as it's going on from next year next year. I mean, last year this year, home and home series. This game will be in Utah. Who do you have winning this game? I just think with Florida, I mean, breaking a new quarterback, you just don't know. Going on the road to Utah Thursday night, first game of the season, Utah quarterback coming off the knee injury. But I just think Utah is just going to be too tough for him on the road. Um, so I got Utah winning by by 10. Okay. Sorry, Jaluk, my man down at Florida State. I mean, Florida, the running back coach, Jabal Jaluk, but sorry, brother. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a close game, but I got, the, I got Utah. Uh, winning this game. And the only reason why I'm not going to pick Florida in this game because I just didn't like how that documentary came out. Oh, that shit it made, crazy. It made, it made Urban Meyer look like a saint. We all know Urban Meyer was not a saint. Yeah, I true. mean, really, honestly, it really made him look like a saint, bro. I did not like it. And the fact that they ain't did right by Cam Newton by giving him his national championship ring. That man ain't got his ring yet. That's what I said. It's sad. That is sad, bro. You he ain't got a ring yet. And I don't like the fact – I think they just tried to make – Urban looked like a saint. I didn't like that. I, did, I everybody know Urban was out there BSing, bro. And they didn't go hard on on um, other issues they had. They they very they, they talked about people getting suspended, but they didn't go all the way through. And they should have went on a little bit more about Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. And I want to see why the person Harvard didn't get in, in that discussion. They didn't yeah, he want to. Didn't him. Like, he was a man. He was a man, not, not just him getting shined, but while being interviewed him. Was he not available? Did he not want to be available? That's a good question. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things going on. And I just feel like they were, I mean, they just got away with a lot of different things. And then the way they, the way they gloated about winning that championship uh, the year before when they beat Bama, beat Bama, I didn't like it. 
I didn't like it because I watched that game, and everybody knows the only reason why they won that game because a ref threw a phantom call <laughs> on McLean on a third down and five. Them had stopped him, and they called out a call, a phantom holding call, and them and McLean did not hold that kid, and he ran an out route. And they did not hold them, and that's how they got the first down. That's how they scored and go up twenty four twenty. And then John, John Paul Wilson all of a sudden started seeing ghosts and threw the ball everywhere. And then his name, he threw that pick. But at the end of the day, I didn't like that. I didn't. And another thing, where was why they didn't have uh, Joe Hayden on there? That's true. I mean, shit. Why they didn't have Chris Lee? Like, uh, Chris Lee, Joe Hayden. Talking about how the pressure of playing Tebow, how did that affect him? Like it'd have been interesting. Yeah, like that. yeah, uh, like Chris Lee, Joe Hayden, uh, Percy Harvin. Yeah, it was guys that I was like, like, why are you doing on there? I just, I didn't, I didn't like it that much. I, I thought it was like I said. I just think they pick people who Irving Meyer respected more. I don't think they really pick guys that was not a big. Maybe they weren't big Irving Meyer guys. Um, Chris Lee probably eventually wasn't. Um, and I didn't think the same. I thought the same thing about some of the other guys. I just think they probably just didn't like her over that much. And they didn't want to be on there. Um, shit on them boys for real. It's rough. And I didn't like the fact, and here's the thing. Well, I did like it at the end. I did love the part they got beat. But what I did like, that's how they try to play us. It's <laughs> like, something about they were like, hey, like, like we we still feel like we could have beat them. They try to put it on this implosion of their team with their two star players, being Tim Tebow and um Brandon Cooks. It was Cooks, not Cooks. It was a Brandon um uh spikes, spikes. Yeah, and I'm watching that and I'm thinking like, well, they don't. And the guys were missing. We we still could we still felt like we could have beat them. First of all, you got beat bad. Like the score wasn't that close. It was like 32 to 13. But the thing is, what they, what they did, especially Alabama had the first, had the, the number one classes for their last two years. Like that 2008, I think it was, that was Nick Saban's second season when they lost. That was the second season. And then in the 2009, they had, he had the number one classes back to back. So that 2009 class that was Julio's in them, sophomore year. The sophomore year, uh, that was Ingram's sophomore year. That was Richardson's freshman year. That was like that line was there. Oh. The fucking man. no, they no, they were they had dogs. Yeah, like good. like so they acted like the way he act was like they act like yeah they should have done it. I didn't like it, so I ain't cheering for you. <laughs> I went and picked it. So yeah, I got I got Utah winning a close game. Let's go with prime time, my man Deion Sanders. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna eventually open it up, and he's gonna eventually, uh, 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 no, he's gonna open up with TCU next week. Brand new Nike gear. Shador's first, I mean Shador's first year with the Colorado Buffaloes. We're gonna see the both uh, uh, one of the, the most Travis Hunter, one of the most talented players in college football. This is Dion's opening game, Prime TV. Give me your thoughts on it. Who's gonna win, and um, and why? It's gonna be a close one. Um, Prime got some talent in certain spots, but it's gonna be interesting to see the D line. I mean, the O line um, to keep Shador, you know, upright. You know, the throws he was making in the swag, would he be able to make those in the big-time D1 with 
DBs are quick, quick, right? TCU's breaking in a new quarterback. Um, but, you know, Sonny Dykes, you know, he's been around a long time. I think he's going to have TCU ready. Um, I got TCU winning by 10. And I think, you know, Prime will show that he can coach. We know he can. But I just think he's just got to give him a couple years to get his talent in there. But I got TCU winning. Man, they going to get smoked. <laughs> be surprised at that too. Yeah, man, they gonna get smoked, dog. Like that day ain't gonna be close, bro. Smoking on that. I, 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 I hate to be. I hate to keep it one hundred with you, bro. I hate to be honest. I gotta be honest. They gonna get smoked. Like that day ain't gonna be close, bro. I like, like, cause dog, you think about the premier positions they have is quarterback, um, and receiver with with Travis Hunter and, and DBs. And then, but nobody talks about. I, we don't hear about their linebackers. We don't hear about their front line. And if dog, at the end of the day, receive like dog, like your front line on both sides of the ball, defense to offensive, got to be dominant. Yeah. That's how he won at Jackson State. They run. He ran. He won on at, at the at the at the um the push of the attack, which is your line, your D line, and your O line. Yeah. Bro, like without either, like what are you gonna do, like bro? He gonna get smoked. I mean, it's gonna be absolute like smoking, like, like, but they will look good because I've seen them sneakers. sneakers I've seen them. I've seen them. Um, the the, what's the name? The I see the diamond turns, and they call. They had the prime on it. They clean. Yeah. Like the cleats are gonna be clean. I mean, they're gonna be clean. They're gonna be super sharp, but they're gonna get their ass smoked. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like they're gonna, they gonna get smoked. I don't care what he say. They gonna get their ass smoked, but he gonna be clean though. I don't like gonna, you. Will win best dress. Yeah, they are gonna win that. They are gonna be sure win. But you dance about to win as we of the week. What, like, Alabama, he, what, what Alabama State gonna do against Southern? They'll win. Yeah. They'll win. They'll win a very. I ain't gonna say it's gonna be a close game. They'll win. They'll win a game. It'll be probably around. They'll win by ten. Yeah. I think they just to me they're just more talented than uh, Southern. And you know, he knows something's gonna come in with a uh with a with a with the uh a focus in a in a business like situation where they, they're gonna come and play well. Uh early in the season gonna be a lot of turnovers. But we got a veteran quarterback this year. There's no excuse for him this year. He should come out there and play well. Uh, I, I don't I, I expect a big season for him this year. I don't expect and I think this year he needs to understand these injury situations because last year he kept getting hurt for some odd ass reason. So I think this year I, I expect him to have a big year. Um and I expect him to end up being offensive player of the year in the sweat. Over the boy from Florida uh, Florida and Yes. Okay. Yes, they, they I think like preseason swag player, you know, offensive player, yeah. But second, yeah. second season. Um, he should know how teams attack him this year. Um, stay healthy, stay all right. Coming out of Auburn, I, I do feel like he's going to end up being player of the year. Yeah, Grambling got uh Hampton in, in Jersey this weekend coming up next week. Yeah, so I thought you going to be there, right? I'm going to be there. Hopefully, the quarterback situation squared away, dog. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Pray for us. <laughs> Pray for us, dog. Come on, Hugh. Let's get it right, bro. Well, so here's a quick thing. Did you ever did you watch the uh, Bickham, uh Bishop Sycamore? Nah, I saw the highlights uh, of that joint. I was like, come on. Now you need to watch it. Yeah. Like, so they had a kid they offered. You had a kid they offered for Grambling. Mm-hmm. Offered a scholarship to Grambling. Yeah. And after they found out the the whole situation with Bishop Sycamore, they took a scholarship away. Damn. 
like, like you gotta watch it, man. Like, first of all, you need to watch it because the dude of Mr. Sigma was wow. Like, <laughs> he is. I've never seen a con artist of his level. That's wow. Uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing of his level. Of course, guys who invest a million and billions of dollars, sure. But at that level of conning, like, was like, I've never seen like that ever before. Like, it just situational wise, having to plant the parents believe in you, um, when your parents believe in you and just the, the nature that he was moving in. I mean, this dude still owes like, you know, the court system and different, um, ven- ven- venues, uh, like 300,000, but he, ended up, he, uh, he was ending up at some point, he was putting rooms and players names. And, you know, when they were getting kicked out, they were sending, you know, they have to send that to the court system. So, like, he owed, they were owed the court. Wow. Like, you know, three, four hundred thousand. They had them paying, taking out PPP loans. And, like, I was like, like, this dude was well in the paper, the tuition. And I'm like, yeah. all that money, nobody know where it went. Right, like, right, right. and then at the beginning, he said, well, if I did something legal, I'm not in jail. So, like, I'm like, wow. Like, you have to watch it, man. But he, they, they had a guy that was on scholarship that they had who gave a scholarship to. Him. They were totally invested in it. Then they found out about the Bishop Sigmar situation and they took the scholarship away. Damn. I was like, he was on his way yeah, to school and he took the scholarship away. Like, hey, man, we, yo, we can't get a scholarship. And then I think he ended up being in Ellsworth because he played on that team. Yeah, that's crazy. They had to do a sophomore junior college on that team. <laughs> Terrible, bro. Like, how you even yeah, get to allow that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. That's crazy, man. So next week, uh, next week we're out. But the following week, we want to definitely take a moment to pick our NFL, the other division winners. Absolutely. We got to get everybody. We got to get all together on that. Yeah. Me, me and you can't be the only two boys on that, man. That's going to probably get a little crazy. Take all podcasts and get through that whole conversation That's about true. talking about division winners. Because it's going to be everybody's going to have their own picks. Everybody had their own thoughts, and you know what I mean. You know, we all have our own teams in general, anyway. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Before we get out of here, though, who you think gonna win the swag? By the way, Bro, before we get out of here right uh, now, I got Jay State. I think they'll probably win it, and they'll probably play. Uh, it's just so hard, bro, because it's hard see, picking it when you're not really seeing the teams and not knowing like who's gonna be good. So I, I, mm-hmm. I can I can I get a, a a week reprieve? Let's take a couple of weeks. We gotta start. To, we gotta to pick, see them. Like I can't. We gotta pick that. We gotta pick our national champion. We gotta go all in, man. Yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. You know, a couple of weeks. We gotta we gotta have this discussion with four of us. We gotta pick all these teams in our national championship with a black football national championship and the actual college football national championship as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. All right, man. Any final thoughts when we get out of here? Man, great show, man. The dynamic duo, man. Shout out to to Bryce, his first high school game today. Uh looking at the key on sitting like they blew the team out. Um, yeah, he, he sent us while we're recording, like like we're not recording. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, we 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 see Keon that they blew him out fifty to ten. Uh, they're at home. Riverdale Baptist Crusaders is, is where his son plays at. Um, the game supposed to been last night. Is he on varsity? Or is he on junior varsity? He on varsity. Is he on varsity? You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Why was the game? Why was the game last night so early? 
It was at seven, but like you said, they had the whole weather thing. They moved it. To oh, the okay. Got it. Seven. Got it. Got it. Got it. Great, 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 man. So, that, that, we got to yeah. see some tape on that. We'll be there in the next couple of weeks to go check them out to see what it looks like in person, man. But congratulations, him and his River, Riverdale Baptist Crusader football team on winning the, uh, their first game of the season. Absolutely. Yeah, man, great show, man. You know, definitely good to be, you know, on the air. And, uh, man, you know, make sure y'all continue to support us, man. Absolutely, man. I don't have nothing else to say off of that. All right, we out of here. Superstar, cause all around the world they know 